We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow The Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to The Uncontested. Steps back on the three. On the way! The buzzer! It is gone! And Shea goes Shatters the hopes of the Clippers here at Paycom Center. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live Sunday, December 19th, as you just heard, on the day after Shea Gojas-Alexander hits the buzzer beater to beat his former team. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. We've got a full house tonight. Nick Crane is in the building. Holy cow, first to be announced. I wasn't even ready to to hit (laughs) unmute. Hey. Gotta keep you on your toes. Taylor Peterson is here. Got to see Spider-Man today. It was as good as anticipated. Ooh. We've got Kami Armoravian live and in the flesh. You know, I've never really been too big on comic book uh, movies. Adaptions. So yeah. I'll 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 give it a try out and see what it looks like. I've heard it from everybody that it's good, but I'm just not a superhero guy. Who's your favorite <laughs> superhero, Kami Ar? I just said I'm not a superhero guy. So you don't have one? I mean, like, what is a superhero to you? Like, do, do, would you would you count? Uh, uh, I don't know. Would you count people from Thundercats like as superheroes? <laughs> sure. I like, I don't I don't know. Like as a kid, I just never got into superheroes. My my parents were in sisters never watched that stuff. Very good. We've got Silva making the magic happen. This is some bullshit. What's up? <laughs> is that from oh, the fire so Mike Norvell Twitter space? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Ah, <laughs> oh, incredible. Well, gentlemen, the last group pod before Christmas. So we have some Christmas themed stuff coming up. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk a lot of basketball, maybe get to some around the association. But let's just fire it up right now. 
a very eventful week for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Only two games since we talked on Sunday night. On that night, we podcasted after the Dallas game. The two games since then, Thunder played at home both times against the New Orleans Pelicans and then against the Los Angeles Clippers. Obviously, New Orleans without Zion Williamson. And we all know how that one ended in insane hmm. fashion uh, with Shea hitting a three-pointer to tie the game, but leaving just a sliver of hope left in Devontae Graham, throwing in the longest game-winning buzzer beater in the past 25 years. I don't yeah. even know if Nick is 25 years old. I'm 26, baby. Oh, there you go. Silver, are you 25 years old? Yep. So in Silva's lifetime, he has never seen a shot that far win a game. Insane. Insane. 61 feet of victory. It could actually be the longest ever. They only have data for the last 25 years, though. Oh, interesting. Interesting. But then the Thunder come right back against the Los Angeles Clippers, find themselves in a similar spot, this time only down two instead of three. Shea's not going to leave any time left on the clock. He learned his lesson. He ate (laughs) the broccoli. Man hits a step back three. Got to ask you guys, what the hell was Nick Batum doing on that shot? <laughs> he just like put his hands down and turned around he to watch ran away. go in. Yeah. I think he expected Shea to drive to get the tie and go to overtime. And it looked like he was uh, heading towards the paint. And once Shea stepped back, he was like, nah, I'm good because he's old. <laughs> yeah. They played Nick Batum a lot at center the other night as well, which I thought was. That was interesting. Kind of fascinating. Kind of fascinating. So a very eventful week for the Thunder. They go one and one. Hey, one a week. That's how it one works. One a week. week. So, Nick, tell me, just through this week of insane Thunder basketball and an insane NBA league-wide, I think we have almost 20% of players now in COVID protocols, uh, Christmas Day NBA games looking like they're in jeopardy. But as far as the Thunder are concerned, just with how they're playing, uh, lots of storylines from this week, lots of excitement. What are some of the biggest takeaways for you, Nick? We all knew this is going to happen. It's happening a little earlier than I expected, but roster exploration and shakeups to see what guys look like in different roles, AKA, in my opinion, starting to get guys that shouldn't play as much extra minutes just so you are less competitive, if that makes sense. You can spin it whatever way you want to, but we saw that a lot last year when like Poku started games and you know, all these other guys were getting uh, exploratory minutes. It's happening early and while it's fun because it's new, I wouldn't expect many wins. Are you referring uh, specifically to Andrew Wiggins? Not Aaron Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. <laughs> Aaron Wiggins. I'm sorry. That and then and then Trey getting more minutes is warranted, but like they they've definitely started to insert him more, give him more minutes. But yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of that. I, I think there's going to be a per- very bold prediction here. Uh, sometime in the next month, you're going to see like Isaiah Roby get a ton of run out of nowhere just to see yeah. exploratory minutes. And it's just, it's going to be a thing this team does the remainder of the way. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, Shea and Lou last night against the Clippers, uh, only two non rookies to start the game for the Thunder, which is, is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Call me, besides, um, guys that typically don't get a lot of minutes getting minutes this week, what's something that you took away from these last two games? I took away from the last two games that OKC doesn't ever give up. 
that's something that's obviously we've been talking about the entire year, no matter how many points they're down. Um, but at the same time, uh, they can be leading the entire game and just really, really disappoint you if you really want to win. Uh, so like, there, there's really nothing to take away other than Trey Mann being like a legitimate guy uh, going forward, I think, in the future. I think a lot of people would say that Trey Mann, maybe not, you know, of course, like any sort of all-star caliber, but definitely a guy that's going to be a player in the NBA uh, and might be there for a little bit. I mean, he's got the handles. He can play defense. He has the shot creation and separation. So uh, if there's anything we learned, I think it's something from Trey Mann. Personally, I'm offended that we didn't get another Trey Mann poster. Last oh, night. I know. He started to give us we one, one a game. Kind of missed it. But some of those threes he took against the Clippers <laughs> were, were bombs. Just as good. They were incredible. Silva, anything stick out to you from this week in Thunder basketball? Uh, I was going to second what Kamiar said about Trey Mann. Um, super, super excited to see him uh, doing more on offense, looking more comfortable. Um, I want to see him keep trying step back three because why not? Creates a ton of space. Um, hopefully we get another poster soon. I'm also, uh, I was shocked to open up the slack and see that Baisley was not starting. Uh, that one, mm-hmm. I know a lot of us, I know we've discussed that to hell and it finally happened. I wonder, do you guys think it's going to stay for now? I mean, something, something that I, that I text Jacob during the game, during the Clippers game, while we were both in the arena was, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if OKC ran out a lineup of like Shea, Trey, Dort, Giddy at the four and then like, I don't know, it's JRE or Muscal at the five. And that's kind of exactly what happened. Like not like the next check-in, like the next timeout. Yeah. It was the next four guys out, next five guys out. And you saw a lot of activity going on. So that was something I also learned. And I also learned that was probably the most exciting uh, form of the thunder that I've seen so far. Yeah. That, that lineup, call me, we both said just the spacing and the offensive versatility of that lineup would be a blast, and that's exactly, exactly what it was. Taylor, anything you take away from this week? I think the biggest thing that stood out to me from at least these past two games is Shea and Giddy playing alongside each other. Uh, at least over the small sample size this past week, looked a lot better. Uh, on Wednesday night's post game that I did, I, I mentioned, I, I think that could have been related. <laughs> it probably was related uh, to Lou Dory being out. But then he comes back last night, obviously has a huge game, and all three are able to impact the game uh in a very big way, even with Lou back in the lineup. So I don't know. It's just something I'm going to continue to keep an eye on. I know they both really want to make it work. Uh, for example, we saw Dagnall match uh, Giddy's minutes with Shea on Wednesday night. Last night it was similar, although Giddy, like for example, I think it was in the uh, second quarter. He came in a little sooner than Shea, and Shea stayed in the first quarter a little longer than Giddy. Uh, but for the most part, they're typically on the floor together. Um, so that's just something I'm going to continue to watch and hope to to see them continue to gel a little better. A little better. For sure. I want to talk about the Darius Baisley to the bench thing that Silva mentioned. I think it's fascinating. It's not something that I expected to happen. It seems like, and Nick, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in pregame availability, it seemed like the way Coach Dagnall talked about it, this is something that they've kind of been kicking around for a while and this was the night they decided to pull pull the trigger on it. Yeah, it, he said multiple times he was very strategic in the way he messaged it because he wanted it to be perceived in the way it actually was. That they've been talking about this for a while. It wasn't an impulse decision. Um, it is a 
permanent decision in terms of like this isn't like a spot start for Wiggins. It wasn't like a spot bench roll for Baisley like, for the foreseeable future until they make another change. Like this is Baisley is going to be coming off the bench. And I don't know if that means Wiggins will be starting every game or if someone else they'll just be exploring guys. But it sounds like unless something changes, he'll be coming off the bench. And he, he didn't close the door on him being a starter at some point the remainder of the season. He said, if we determine him being a starter is, is better for him, we'll put him back as a starter, better for the team. So um, it's a real shakeup. It's not just like a one game thing, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really a shit or get off the pop moment for the Thunder, right? You're you're not gonna play with with a foot on each side of the fence. You're you're gonna make a decision. Now you mentioned it. I don't think Wiggins is the like the new starting four for this team. I mean, he's also like six five. Yeah. So I'm interested. <laughs> tomorrow they play against the Memphis Grizzlies. They go back to the scene of the crime tomorrow. Uh, where they got bludgeoned to death. That, yeah. Back Tom, you're going to make a call right now on the show. Who will start at the four tomorrow? Who do you think it will be? If I had to make a call, who'd start tomorrow, tomorrow at the four? I mean, like, why wouldn't you just run it back with what you just did with the Clippers? I mean, Baisley off the bench worked pretty well for him and for the team in general. Uh, he, he get because he's like he's a high he's a high energy guy, and no offense to Bays, he's not a high IQ guy, but he's a high energy guy. He's a high like you know like guy that's like gonna try hard, uh, especially in the role he's kind of accepted, which is all right. I'm gonna be a defensive stopper, and so I mean I would expect you know Aaron Wiggins back at the four considering the fact that Bayes is just an energy guy. He's not necessarily a, I don't want to say not talented, but it's pretty clear that when he went in, he forgo what he foregone. He, he decided. I think it's forgo. To, yeah. He forgo his, his forgoed. Forgoed is not a word. I don't think <laughs> he forgoted it. He, uh, well, anyways, he opted out of going to college. He opted out of going to the NBL. He opted out of going to the G league. If, you know, if anybody would select him. And so he spent all that time training. Whereas, You've guys got you've got you've got guys like uh, JRE who spent a couple years or a few years at Villanova, earn uh, you know like really knowing how to get fundamentals in actual game situations instead of empty gyms like Baisley. You have Josh Giddy who is already talented because of his like look look at his like his his parents and everybody else and how he grew up around and also playing the NBL is getting live yeah. actual NBA, a- action. NBA. And also applying what he's learning, uh, not just in an empty gym, but with nine other players on the court. And so, yeah. I think Wiggins getting the nod again is likely. I could, I like Nick kind of alluded to, I could see it being a little fluid over the next couple of games. But with Memphis having Triple J and Steven Adams, I almost wonder if JRE is just the answer at the four and they start favors at the five. I think that's a possibility. I like the idea of, uh, call me or like what we just mentioned about that lineup that played against the Clippers. I like the idea yeah. of having a game where you slide everyone up a spot and you put Trey in the starting lineup and you start a Shea, Lou, Trey, Josh, JRE lineup, something like that. Like keep that random, keep, rotate guys in and just kind of see what you have at that fifth spot, that fifth spot, that, that fifth starter. I don't think it has to be anyone set in stone and they don't even have to be anyone of a certain size. I mean, yeah, like Matt Clarkson mentioned here in the chat, 
You can start giddy at the four against a lot of teams. I mean, six, eight, two twenty. You can put that guy in. He he can body up with people defensively at the four. So I think it's very interesting how they're going to approach what player is going to be that fifth starter. Uh, I think it's going to be a revolving door. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be shocked to see a Roby at the four. Ooh, that makes sense too. Him and JRE uncontested account tweets the Spider Man meme, um, <laughs> the whole nine yards. I uh, I mean, I want to see Poku get a shot. Yeah, it might be ugly as hell. Yeah. But I'd like to see it. <laughs> yeah, yep. and I, I've talked about this a million times on the pod that Baisley is not a long-term starter. So if he's going to be a bench guy for you moving forward, welcome to the bench. Get used to yep. it early. I do kind of like something you brought up, Jacob, in our Slack uh, after it happened. Yeah, you were the first to mention trade value. Um, if the Thunder aren't, or, or maybe are kind of on the fence about Baisley's long-term future with the team, I'm obviously probably not wanting to give him that a, a big extension coming up this, this off season. Um, like his trade value probably goes down some coming off the bench. It, it, it even though the thunder try, try and spin it as in, they're not giving up on them. They obviously aren't impressed with what they've seen. Um, just like we haven't been so far this season. It's also hard, hard to go down from zero. I don't think though. <laughs> I don't think being a starter versus a non-starter is going to, deplete trade value it's more like minutes like if, if a team's looking at Darius Baisley and evaluating him scouting him like he got 24 minutes yep. against the Clippers which more, was more than, than JRE against, and Wiggins yeah, yeah. and, and Wiggins more than he played against more than he played against the Pelicans as a starter they're gonna be looking at production minutes like it, it would be concerning if he was playing 10 minutes a game for this team but I don't think they're gonna yeah. look at it and say Baisley doesn't start for the Thunder his value is gone <laughs> you know yeah. well and they they're pro- if a team is trading for him, it- it's probably for the same reason, to your point, Nick, yeah. whether he's starting or not. Like, it kind of a reclamation, change of scenery kind of guy. He's going to be a uh, we'll bench player in any other team later, in the league. But, so. Yeah, right, right. Yep. Well, speaking of trade value, I think that's a perfect transition because this week, since the last time we podcasted, actually this past Wednesday, big day, big sports day on Wednesday, as most of the NBA became trade eligible, players that signed this past summer, for the most part, became trade eligible. I didn't know this until I was listening to a, a national NBA pod. Taylor Horton Tucker, not available to be traded until I think like three days before the trade deadline or something Ooh. like that. I thought it was January 15th. I thought it was like February 10th. So either, either way, it's a ways down the road. And oh. that's like the one mechanism I think the Lakers have to the one player teams might actually be interested in. Uh, Rough going for the Lakers. But anyways, the 15th, a lot of, I think like 97% of players in the NBA are now trade eligible. 15th also uh, for college football fans was the first national signing day. So I think everyone was uh, was a little busy on December 15th. No trades have happened yet. We typically don't see trades happen this early in the season anyways. But now that trade season is quote unquote officially launched. Got a few trade questions for you guys. Let's start off with, which players are quote unquote most likely to get traded from this Thunder team? Now, that doesn't mean you think they're like a lock to be traded, but if you had to make a tier list of these are the guys that are most likely, these are the guys that are probably not, and these are the guys that are, aren't ever being moved this season, who's at the top of that list? Ty Jerome. Uh, yep, I agree. <laughs> I have him on my list. I wasn't going to put him in that top tier. But uh, yeah, I, I think he's absolutely up there. 
I think Kenrich is pretty high up there. I think That's Ty Jerome is here. pretty high up there. I think Teo is pretty high up there. Everybody else, I'm not too sure about because they're getting minutes and their minutes are fluctuating because this is a year in which OKC is evaluating everything. And some might say, some might say like favors, but he, I don't think he's getting enough minutes. But who knows? Somebody might be desperate at the trade deadline that needs a big body that can play NBA minutes because he's an established uh, big in the NBA. I don't think. Sam Presti would actually trade Mike Muscala. Uh, I just think because of the relationship Muscala and Presti have and the fact that he got a deal done, I just don't think he's a guy that would be traded by OKC. I think that's fair. In my opinion, anyways. Now, you mentioned players. He would have to agree and say, hey, I'd like to trade him. Yeah, Presti would have Mm -hmm. to bring the offer to him. Kamiar, you mentioned, uh, you know, players getting minutes. I actually have two on my list. Uh, not necessarily like would rank them in one of the top tiers to get traded, but I think they at least deserve being mentioned. Isaiah Roby, we mentioned him earlier. I could see a situation where a team would be interested in, uh, or maybe the Thunder are interested in a young player in return, and uh, they attach a pick plus Roby, a young flyer for a team to uh, to, to be able to, to obtain Roby and kind of see what he's able to do for them. And also Gabriel Deck, like I just continue to wonder that the situation is so strange. It could be a situation where they just, you know, he sits on the end of the bench until his contract's up and he never, he goes back overseas and we never hear from him again. Um, or it could be a way to match salary. That might be more likely to happen like this summer. Um, but that's yeah, just but an the thing is like, they don't have to match salary. Yeah, true. They could true. literally yeah. trade for yeah. anybody in the league right now and just absorb them into cap space. Yep. Is, is your... Is your hope then that OKC has snagged players that other teams were looking at and wanted and that they that they essentially are just are holding these pieces in their hands, waiting to leverage these teams for other trades, considering like Vic Krejci, uh, like you mentioned, yeah. uh, Gabriel Deck, uh, Gabby Deck, uh, and whoever else. You mentioned Teo, which because, I think falls in that category. Because, of. I mean, there's there, there were rumors that like, hey, so-and-so teams were interested in these players. Next thing you know, OKC gets them, and they don't see minutes at all. And so I don't see how you're going to trade somebody unless they're getting minutes. Like, for example, Isaiah Roby. I don't see him getting a lot of minutes until post-trade deadline, maybe. I mean, unless it's very soon. I mean, like, we're basically almost at January. We're basically almost at January, right? Trade deadline is in a month. Uh, unless he starts playing, unless you know, like a Moses Brown situation, I don't see him getting traded unless somebody's just going to take a flyer on this guy. Yeah, the Gabriel Deck one is still a head scratcher to me. I mean, the dude's like what twenty seven, and you're paying him four million dollars a year. Uh, he's, I mean, they might as well just lock that man in the freaking basement. Like he's never going to see the light of day. Got to meet that cap floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. It's very strange. That one's just very strange to me. Um, you guys mentioned Ty Jerome. I think that's a really good candidate. I know he and Shea are boys. Yep. But when we look at the history of Sam Presti, he either signs his guys to extensions or he trades them away. Well, Ty Jerome is extension eligible this summer. If he's not in the long-term plans, I think he is a trade candidate that shopped pretty heavily. Um, same thing with Darius Baisley extension eligible this summer. Uh, so either they plan on doing something or they plan on trading him. Uh, I know Nick has talked a lot about this one. I don't think this one happens. 
Lou Dort's extension eligible this summer. Either you plan on on cutting him a freaking check, <laughs> or you're flirting with the with the trade market. And it's not that they're coming up on restricted free agency. It's just that they'll be extension eligible. So you can revisit this come draft night, which I think is a lot more likely. Um, but a lot of interesting candidates. Silva, you have anyone else that we haven't mentioned that you'd add? I have Bays on my list, but it, it, it would be for like a late, late, late second, just kind of a dump dump off. Like, hey, here's go go live somewhere else. Go try this out with another <laughs> team yep. and have a good life. Yeah, that's true. I probably should have Baisley where I have Roby, kind of that situation yeah. where like, and we'll get into hypothetical trades, but um, the Thunder trade for a, another young player that needs to change of scenery. Mm-hmm. And it, it maybe it's an upgrade over Bay, so they have to like attach, like you said, Silva, maybe like a second rounder or something like that. But um, I, I do think we do... We, we need to talk a little bit about Kenrich just because it, it's such a interesting it's a, it's situation. a fascinating one right like he wants I to think, be here i think Presley the front office him. loves him right. yeah yeah and and i think want he loves to being him. here right like he didn't want to be trade at the deadline but i also think it's going to be a seller's market um and i think that a player like Kenrich, a a two-way kind of uh, you can plug and play at the wing especially with a lot of these contenders is going to be in high demand so it's going to be interesting if Presti, you know, how he weighs that, if he thinks it's worth giving up on Kenrich. Or sorry, not giving up, uh, <laughs> trading him out uh, in, in return for whatever the his value may be. It's, he's a fascinating one. I mean, what is, what is his value? What can you go out and, and trade Kenrich Williams for? I mean, I don't think they're going to dump him for a couple of second round picks. Right. So like, I also what? don't think you're going to get a very good first round pick. Yeah, yeah. So, I can see like a team getting desperate, like the you mentioned the Lakers. Like, <laughs> I don't want the Thunder to do this. It doesn't make a lot of sense for the Thunder, but I could see an offer being like uh, Horton Tucker and like a second round pick or something like that. Uh, on the flip side, you have the Hawks, like a team like the who? Hawks who uh, for uh, Horton Tucker, Taylor Horton Tucker. Oh, for but, Kenrich. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think don't want the player, version of like on this Reddish. I, like I, think, I think they in love Reddish. THT in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Could you see could you see Kenrich somewhere where they really need him? Well, they not really necessarily need him, but that would be uh, very doable for him in Phoenix or Denver, considering Michael Porter Jr. Denver's is interesting one. Maybe his career is on the line. Uh, <laughs> yeah. considering Typically, if your vertebrae is that long and you have an issue with that, it's usually not good signs. And we had those kind of like Nick was all over the injury concerns for a long time, even before he was drafted. Um, and then it's come to fruition and it's like looking like a real serious issue, uh, obviously this season. But like, look, let's look at the residual effects for next season, too. And so I think about Kenrich would look really fun on the Suns, but also Kenrich yeah. would maybe look really uh, not necessarily a spot holder, but a guy that could play pretty well uh, in Denver's system as well. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think Minnesota is desperate enough to say, hey, we really want to make the play in or or, you know, like the I mean, they're not going to get to this to the sixth seed. But what if what if they say, hey, we'll give you Jaden McDaniels for like Kenrich and Ty Jerome? You think so, you think they'd be desperate enough to to do a trade like that? Carl, no, I wish. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll Carl. give him Kenrich and a first for Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I mean, you, you heard you heard Cat the other Call day. It in. You heard Cat the other day. He is tired of effing losing. And he yeah, said, Yeah, but that. then like 
two nights ago after they won, he said this is the funnest season he's had since his rookie year. <laughs> this man is all over the dartboard as far as quotes yeah, are concerned. He's also out Anthony Davis. He's also been all yeah. over the dartboard as far as like everything he's been going through the last year and a half. So, dude, I yeah, there's a lot of people envy being like NBA players and living that lifestyle. Like, Cat's life has been rough, and yep. I, I mean. I can imagine being that young and going through that kind of crap that he's gone through. I feel for that guy. Um, We've we've kind of transitioned here. Also, Kamiar, speaking of of teams that Kenrich fits on, you throw him on the Brooklyn Nets. I think he gets a lot of burn, and I think he's really good on that team. It's an extra guy that can play. Uh, Yeah. An extra guy that can play. He would be great. That will play. All all these different contenders, I think, make a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. Also, before we move on here, because I want to get you guys' opinions on who the thund- what types of player this, the Thunder should target. I've just got to give a shout-out to our guy, Justin, who is not on the show tonight. But as soon as Kyrie Irving entered health protocols, literally 18 hours after they said they were going to, to reactivate him part-time, and Justin tweeted out the uh, man who got stabbed, what are you going to do, stab me, quote? <laughs> just chef's kiss. Perfection. Chef's kiss. What a great tweet. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast, ditch the busy work, use indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging. So you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. So now, now that we're kind of getting into the the who should they trade for, before we mention specific names, what types of players do you think the Thunder uh, would like to target uh, in a trade this year? I'll kind of kick us off, not as like a prototype player, but I think they want young guys that are still on rookie scale deals. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'd be very surprised if they traded for a guy that wasn't a salary dump. Like I could see them sneaking in on like a Ben Simmons trade just to take the bad salary and the first round pick that comes attached with it. But if they're targeting a guy that they really want to get, give a good shake to and see what they can do on this team, I think it's going to be a guy on a rookie scale deal. I agree. Uh, like you said, Jake, I don't know if they're like specifically going out and like 
going to be aggressive going after these these players being a buyer but uh, in the sense that a team isn't interested in a Kenrich Drum, a Scala or whoever it may be I think they'll be looking for like you said a young player who hasn't maybe panned out or but that still kind of fits the timeline of this team um, primarily either at the center position or a wing I think would make a lot of sense it doesn't make sense to bring in another guard yeah that was my only criteria is if you play guard unless you are a generational talent at guard yeah I don't think it makes sense yep I think that's very fair. Galmir Silva, any other thoughts on what types of players the Thunder... Like, I think center is interesting, but what type of center do you think they're interested in? I think that they would want to target somebody that's like a big wing, a guy that can kind of bang down low a little bit, uh, but also can jump out the gym. So somebody like like a Jonathan Kaminga or somebody like a Scotty Barnes, somebody that can play... Download the four a little bit more uh, or just a pure, uh, not necessarily a pure center, because like when we think of pure centers, I think like Rudy Gobert, like that's a pure center. Um, But somebody that's athletic, a high IQ, like Demonis Sabonis. Um, But I have, I have honestly no to Obi Toppin. Absolutely not. My God, please. (laughs) No. Um, Obi Toppin like older than Shea. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, yeah. he's old. he, He is, but it it's, I want a high IQ guy, somebody that can jump at the gym, somebody that can go get you know a an alley oop and actually throw it down. Yep. That's something that this team needs, especially when you put when you're putting people in the pick and roll. Um, that's I really have don't no players in mind. If you look at if you just go Google, hey, what are some trade targets <laughs> for OKC? <threat> <laughs> everybody, everybody's gonna say cat, you know, and that's really just it. And so that's I really don't have any name in mind but i have a prototype and that's it I've, yeah i've got one for you and we all know that Presty's gonna have to use some of these picks at some point what do you feel about or how do you feel about parting ways with i don't know a couple i don't know how many it would take or what the pack would look like but parting ways with draft capital to get a guy like mo bamba that was one i i thought about well. i kind of in that same vein um, I, I kind of think about a, a Kongwu as well. Like you could trade Kenrich and then like a bunch of draft capital. I say a bunch, a handful of draft capital to try and, and pry away a center, a young center away uh, from Atlanta, especially since they have Capella and John Collins and other bigs. Um, but I, yeah, I think Mo, Mo Bamba probably falls in that same category, especially since he's been playing better this year and getting playing time. He's been yeah, balling. The only deep. thing with Mo is... If you're trading for him, you have to be prepared to pay him because he's restricted this summer. Uh, um, so, so it's it's time to pony up the money right now, and you wouldn't get a real long runway at getting a look true. at him in your system. Um, but I think that's an interesting one. Let me throw out another big, and I think this one's kind of interesting because of something I mentioned earlier, and there were rumors around the draft around this draft that the Thunder were thinking about drafting this guy, that Sam Presti had been sniffing around this guy for a while. What about a Kenrich Williams for like, maybe it's just Kenrich straight up. I think that's probably what the trade is. For Nick Claxton from the Brooklyn Ooh, Nets. I like that. I like that 6'11", 220. Like uh, very, very switchable defensively. Uh, they make the same amount of money. You could probably get it for straight up. I think he's an interesting one. I think the Knicks will definitely, or no, sorry, not the Knicks. The Nets will definitely shop him. Um, he's got a little bit of passing, uh, mainly a, a play finisher at this point in his career. But I think there might be something there. He's he's the kind of young big that I think they could take a swing on. Well, Jacob, 
you've already told us that JRE is the backup center on this team for the next decade. So what do you need Nick Claxton for? Because he's not your starter if you're going to be a Yeah, contender. I don't think he starts either. I just think he's an interesting guy to get a, get a shake on and see if you like him. Um, just to watch shooting... him walk away like Tony Bradley? <laughs> Tony. He's shooting zero threes a game this season. So interesting. Uh, he's not going to space the floor for you much. He's a really poor free throw shooter. Um, I just know that the Thunder were interested in, in him in, at the draft time, so he's an interesting I'd, name. Yeah. I think. I'd rather trade for Dayron Sharp than him. I like Sharp too. That'd be that'd be interesting. Um, two, I I have two more bigs on my list, and I have like a couple wings that are just interesting. Um, but one that we've been talking a lot in our Slack over the past week or two weeks is um, Jackson Hayes from um, New Orleans. I think this is the one. Yeah, he's. He's a fascinating one. He's racking up G League minutes right now. He's not playing. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez is playing <laughs> in front of him. So I think if he wanted to take a take a swing, but isn't he also restricted this summer? No, I don't think you're gonna have to pay a lot to keep that guy around no, because I don't true. think people are beating down the door. That's, yeah, that's an interesting, interesting one. He was, he was one. beating down law enforcement, though. Yeah, that's what, I'm, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Like, that's a, that's that. a reason why I don't think OKC would trade for him. And something to throw in here is when you're talking about trading for guys in the middle of the season, are you looking at guys that are there for OKC long term? Or are you looking at guys that would just be structural fits for OKC? Because as we all know, OKC is in the bottom, like, three or four, I think they're third or mm-hmm. fourth uh, at the at the very bottom of the NBA as far as standings. And you, you would be more willing to take your chances on the lottery and try to go all in on centers there and yeah. maybe get pick up something useful down the line. Like what 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 is the intention behind this trading? Like, Is it for long-term success or is it for like, hey, this guy kind of fits our mold. Let's see what he's got, et cetera, and move on. I think OKC kind of has a luxury to do both, right? Where well, a, a player that kind of like fits the roster explore, exploration um, kind of purpose of this season, you bring in a Hayes, for example, right? Just specific example. See what he looks like this season. You have the luxury to say, hey, we'll sign you to a minimum contract or whatever this upcoming season um, and see, you know, give him a little more burn. Even if you go with like a another big in this upcoming draft, like say they draft Chet, for example, Um and then if he doesn't pan out, you just can let him walk or try and get off his contract. Yeah, I don't think there is any interest at all in trading for a guy that helps you win games this season. Mm-hmm. Like, you do that after this upcoming draft if you if if lottery night is nice to you. Like, you don't trade for a guy. Like, again, Calmier, you mentioned it earlier, Cat. Everyone wants to bring up Cat. You trade for Cat now. Cool. You end up with the tenth pick in the draft this summer, and you're back to that spot where you don't want to be at. Mm-hmm. Like those are the types of trades that I think happen twelve, sixteen, eighteen months from now, not this season. I think you're trading for young guys that maybe aren't working out in their current place. That you think if you get them in your system in a year or two, you can turn them around and turn them into something. Marvin Bagley the third. Well, <laughs> back back to Jackson Hayes real quick before we move on. Um, what if New Orleans said we're gonna we're gonna switch? I think they're the same draft class. We're gonna switch, um, Baisley for Jackson Hayes, just just flip flop straight up for those two guys. Do you think? I mean, I guess the the question would be, do you think OKC would do it? Would you guys? I'd do it. Yeah, I think I would too. 
I think I might. Uh, he he looks exactly like Sideshow Bob if you're a Simpsons fan. Yes, he does. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so I think I think I might do it considering you could shift Poku to the four and see what that looks like. But I don't know. I mean, it sounds sounds fun. I mean, this is these are the days where you can experiment and do all kinds of things. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, Definitely. probably sure. Maybe. Yeah, go for it. Jackson Hayes has a little bit. He's like a poor man's Nerlens Noel. Is that a good comp? Um, can't yeah. shoot. Is just going to catch lobs and block shots. Long for and you. lanky. How many yeah. hot dogs Athletic. can he eat on the sideline? He'll be eating Vienna <laughs> sausages on the sideline instead of hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, he'll be bratwursts. Uh, it's, uh, it's an Zion. Any any other ones that fascinate you guys? Um, I There's know an Nick is one in the chat, a couple in the chat. Uh, Nick is yeah, we can bring those ones up as well. I know Nick is chomping at the bit for somebody to mention the name of uh, Reddish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're talking wings, I uh, Taylor's got a list. I got a list. I have two. Are you are you gonna check <laughs> one, it or t- are you gonna check it twice and see who's naughty or nice? Nice. <laughs> It's not time for that segment, Kamiar. Thunder after yeah, that's good point. Good point. Thunder after dark mentioned uh, Patrick Williams. Like, obviously he's injured. Obviously you're, you're having to, again to throw draft capital uh, out there. But a competitive team like the Bulls could be interested in Kenrich Williams if they think they can like get them in the playoffs. Kenrich Williams like, four and four first round picks. I don't yeah. even think they want first round picks because their good guys are so old. They yeah, probably want true. like win now players. Players. So they'll want another young player in return. And then um, Okoro. Uh, how do you say his last name? The kid from Cleveland. Isaac, Isaac Okoro. Okoro. Yeah. Uh, he's been struggling offensively this season. I just I know don't know why there's no way him, they're though. trading him, though. I, I can really? think of another player that's been think, uh, struggling uh, on offense this season that also played at power forward for OKC. Um, I some Somebody in the chat, Raka, who is watching on YouTube. Thanks for watching, by the way. Uh, this was a guy that you guys know that I was high on before the draft. Uh, I mentioned his name a few times was Isaiah Todd. Uh, that's a guy that I'd be willing to take a flyer on. But since he was literally quite literally drafted, I don't think that the Wiz would part ways because, I mean, they're just filling it out just like OKC is. And mm-hmm. so I don't think they would part ways with him. But he's, even though I like this, I like the suggestion. He's the yeah. same person as Jerry and Roby, though. You know, I don't have some of those it, guys. They're more likely to package him with multiple other players to do like a Get consolidation a because they just have so many guys on that team. So that's an interesting one. What um, about Kenrich on the Celtics? I think Kenrich fits anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> True. What Play, you get from? Well, I mean, yeah. what, what what would you target from the Celtics? You want Aaron Naismith? Aaron Naismith, yeah, yeah. shooter, wing. Yeah. He's never going to start for you. That's not what you'd be trading for him for. But provide spacing. Coming off I the mean, bench. when when this team's good again, you need a guy that can just come in and knock down buckets. He's like six eight, six nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's a big guy, yeah. especially with a point guard in Josh Giddy that's gonna eventually be like, I mean, because you know he's already what he's 19. He just turned 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna grow at least another inch, and then with basketball shoes on, the guys like six nine, six ten. Uh, you're gonna need more shooters uh, at point and like, and and you're gonna have more combo guards, I would imagine. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. It's an interesting one. Um, we were talking about Jackson Hayes earlier. I just think it'd be hilarious if they traded Kenrich back to New Orleans for Jackson Hayes <laughs> after Kenrich was literally signed solely so they could do the Stephen Adams trade. I think they're probably Fun times. They're probably a little sour on Kenrich. His his splits were god awful when he was in New Orleans. 
like god awful. Is that a is that a Kenrich thing or is that a organizational Pelicans. cultural thing? I mean, whether you play for, the above, whether, you, whether yeah. you play for the the Nets, Knicks, Bucks, if you're shooting thirty percent from the floor and twenty percent from three, I'm not a culture thing. You hey, know? don't talk shit on Poku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we, do we want to talk about Cam Reddish? Yes, of course. I think <laughs> I think he's a guy that can actually be your starting wing on a on a contending team. Interesting. Um, now I'm I'm mentally preparing myself for Nick to yell at me, so uh, <laughs> I, I'm getting in that headspace right now. I did uh, that Twitter poll. Uh, player A versus player B about how Baisley and Reddish's stats are very, very similar. Um, I think that's interesting, but also that doesn't take into account like trajectory role um, mm-hmm. and, and how they're playing this season. I think Reddish has been much better this season. I think Reddish is trending upwards, whereas Baisley has been trending downwards. It's interesting, but what is... What is the trade there? What do you give up to make that happen? I think it, it's been said they want a first round pick. I think if they just wanted a first round pick, they would have got it by now, right? Yeah. Yep. That's I, a good point. I don't know. I mean, they're they're. It's not that they don't like Cam Reddish. There's they can't pay him. What about yeah, like Mascala back in Atlanta? Well, I mean, they don't need a more more big. So that's the issue. But like Mascala in a first. I mentioned Kenrich in a first. Oh, I don't know if I do but a player just, and a first. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think that I, I wonder if that's why they haven't just jumped on. Yeah, and, and if you're I'd Atlanta give, and the Thunder come in and offer like this year's Phoenix pick, which is currently, it's a first mm-hmm. round pick, but it's currently the last pick in the first round. I mean, if you're Atlanta, why don't, what's keeping you from just saying, cool, we'll think about it. And you just hold out until somebody mm-hmm. else offers you a pick that's a couple spots better. Well, hey, let's, let's not forget OKC with how bad they are. Their second round picks are damn near late first round picks first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second yeah. round picks get paid significantly less like wh- what's the difference between the sun's pick that'll likely be 29 or 30 versus the thunder's pick that'll be 32 33 mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe point. that's maybe that's how you get there i think True. some teams would actually prefer that second yeah. round pick yeah. because it doesn't have a guaranteed contract tied to it a, a team like the hawks that have money issues and they can't pay everybody maybe that's maybe that's it ty jerome and a ty jerome and the thunder second round pick yeah, the, well, yeah, the Thunder I, have so many second round picks in the future too. I think Ty actually makes a little bit of sense there. I really like Cam Reddish. I really like Cam Reddish. I mean, like you've seen what he's done in the NBA. Uh, this is his third season in the NBA. He's 22 years old, just like Darius Baisley's 22 years old. The man is averaging what 38 percent from three on about like four attempts a game, 91 percent from the line uh, on about I don't know how many how many attempts, a couple. Uh, but also, um, you know, just averaging just double, just over double digits. Whereas, and, and he's a guy that it just doesn't, it doesn't boil down to the stats. It doesn't boil down to what exactly he's doing on the court. It's how he's doing it on the court as well. Cam Reddish is a guy that reads and reacts and goes. Bays is a guy that reads and then, like, he takes a minute analyzes, to load, analyzes. and then and loads, <laughs> and then reacts. It's like Jeff going, Sip, it's yeah, it's, go, it's like going from a PC to something else. Like it's it's like it's like going from Internet Explorer, to like you know Google Chrome or something. Yeah. Like you need 
Cam Reddish reads, reacts, and then that's it. Whereas Baze takes him a minute to diagnose, and when he's not thinking, like we said last pat last podcast, it's actually pretty okay. Uh, but uh, I think Cam Reddish makes more sense and the most sense. Yeah, I also think like I, he was very highly regarded coming into Duke. It was a fairly highly regarded recruit. A lot of kids, uh, and I need to go back and like look up who these interviews actually were. I can't remember. Nick, you might remember this, um, but say that like Cam Reddish was like the toughest player they played against in AU and like all that stuff. That's like one aspect that I think could like really intrigue Presty, just because obviously we know how long that the Thunder scout these kids, um, and, and they remember like Nerlens Noel is a really good example, right? Bringing him back into OKC, um, Reddish kind of has that that factor as well. I think it's it's interesting too because Reddish is doing Reddish is playing better than Darius Baisley on a team that's actually a playoff team in an actual defined role. If you put Darius Baisley in Atlanta and you put Cam Reddish in OKC, I don't think their stats are close. Which is which is a praise to Cam Reddish. Like he's he's doing good fair. things on an actual team. If you put him on the Thunder where he's probably the third best scoring option, he may be averaging fifteen a game. Yeah. I um I didn't realize how big Reddish is until the other day. He's He's a solid 6'8", 220. I mean, he's Josh Giddy size. He is the I wing. Didn't that either. He is the wing that you need. So, um, I mean, you could play him at either forward position. It's He'd be it's a great an interesting one for uh, that, Jabari Smith Jr. <laughs> he, it's an interesting <laughs> one that I've really come around on. Uh, I think it would be, I mean, get him in here and see what he does. And and if you don't like it, it's not like you paid a shit ton to get him. But again, I think from Atlanta's perspective unless you blow them away with an offer and give them like a, a deadline, if you go in and you offer Ty Jerome in a future second, they're going to bank that and they're going to hold out until, you know, trade deadline at 2.59 p.m. To, to see what comes across, you know. So uh, any other players that you guys can think of that you want to want to chat about before we move on? Um, There was one. And I forget. I don't even want to talk about the Pacers guys because they both fall in the bucket of what you're talking mm-hmm. about earlier with Cat. It's like make yep. you better than you need to be. Yeah, um, Kate Cunningham, maybe Jalen Green. Um, <laughs> what about what about um the uh, the, the Phoenix big um Jalen Smith? Jalen Smith. I know oh, yeah, he's he's very hot and cold. Some people are like, hell no, don't want him. Not good. Other people are like, kind of like you, Jake. I like let's see, see, give him a second round pick and see what he does. Yeah, my my perspective on him is if you want him, wait till after the season and go sign him for the minimum because they didn't pick up his option next year anyways. Yeah. That's a good point. This I is mean, he's, he's unrestricted this summer, so yeah. you go yeah. and trade for him. You have a very short runway. Yeah, Matt Clarkson you, you, asked you, you, one in the chat that I'm I've been super interested in, and Yeka Akongwu. I think he costs a lot right now. Yeah, he was like even... what pick number five. Four, I think. No, four? Pat Williams was four. He, he might have been five. Um, I think they ask you for Giddy. I don't think they even pick up your phone call. Yeah, yeah. They because well, they, when they impressed his name, and they're like, "No, nah, I'm good." When they draft, <laughs> when they drafted him, they were already they were they already had the bigs they currently have. So it's not like they drafted yep. him thinking he was going to be a starting center for them, and then they acquired you know someone else. Like the the current roster is the same roster they have when they when they drafted him. So they've got plans for him. He was sixth, by the way. Sixth. Isaac yeah. Okoro, Patrick Williams, Isaac Okoro, then Anyaka Kongu. Yep. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. All right. I think it's uh, it's time to move on. That was that was some uh, some good stuff though. I love it. All right. Well, gentlemen, in honor of, and I, we're already going a little late on this one, but hey, this is our Christmas present to our listeners. In honor of Christmas season, you know we got to give away some gifts. So we're going to do a segment here where we are going to figure out what Santa has in his bag. Let's, uh, does, is Santa's bag as deep as Shay's bag? Don't know. Ooh. We'll find out. What will Santa be giving each of the Thunder players this season? It's, it's Holy Jacob's, Santa Claus shit. <laughs> it's Jacob's favorite drop of the entire year. I love it. So <laughs> what does Santa have in his bag that he's going to give these Thunder players, guys? Um, we're not going to go in any order. We're just going to open it up. You guys uh, give us one. We'll talk about him, and we'll just we'll keep rotating. I'm giving my Shea one right off the bat. I'm giving Shea the Men in Black Memory Wipe Stick, and I'm going to set it for the time before each game starts so that when we just get our asses blown out, he forgets the loss, they can move on and not be demoralized. I like that. Here you go, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I like that. For Shea, cool. I have a 2022 number one overall draft pick to pair alongside him for the rest of his career and to end the tank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mine, mine was similar. I got Jabari Smith Jr. Ah, there you go. Oh, that's, that's nice. For, for Shea, I've got Westbrook's advice on how to actually um, promote yourself to the national media in a small market. That's going to be very important down the oh. future for him. Ah, I like that. That's a really good one. That's mm. fun. While we're talking point guards, oh. I have one. Oh, wait, you go. Uh, I, I was going to go. Let's do Trey Mann. Okay. I'm getting Trey Mann. Santa has two gifts for Trey. <laughs> he's got a map and he's got a Where's Waldo book that Trey can show defenders so they can find out where the hell he's at after he crosses the shit out of him <laughs> and leaves him about 15 feet away. That was a gnarly like step that. back. That was like Jordan in Utah. And like he did, like the guy just like flew by him. For for Trey. Did you, it, sorry, sorry, call me real quick. Did you see Keandre Hoop and Alex picture of, um, yes, where, where Trey's knee is on the ground, his shin is parallel with the it's floor? It's incredible. I worry about his ankles sometimes, but he's not Steph, so he's fine. Um, for, for Trey, I would give him a set of weights, uh, so he can get stronger because he is 6'5 and pretty big. Uh, so you should be able to move people around, but also a year long free pass at Cattleman's so we can also get in those weights in that bowl. I like it. Trey, man, I have Skittles because, you know, that was an easy one. And also uh, a Drake future for a feature for his career. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Trey 1K featuring Drake. Kendrick's got a verse in there. Oh, yeah. Trey, Trey gifts? I do. Uh, Trey Man, I give him one ticket that he can give to his coach, Mark Dagnall, that says, please don't send me to the blue. And he can use it once this season. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a get a blue free pass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've got Nikki, the. Uh, yeah, you know those. I don't know if you call it a toy, but there's like those model stoplights you ever seen those or you can just like, like a decoration yeah but yeah. it's it's stuck on green because he's always got the green light oh hey i like that's a kind of like a little novelty gift i like it call me or kick us off with the next one whoever you want i'm going to send uh santa is going to give josh giddy an invite to Kyrie irving's 
handle camp so he can improve his handles on the ball because that's where a lot of teams are getting him these days. He, he, he's got a handle and he obviously is very crafty, but he's getting in the lane and people are poking balls out and that's one of his weaknesses right now. So, and Kyrie's got one of the tightest handles in the game, as you guys know. Uh, not one of the tightest handles on reality, but <laughs> as far as basketball goes, got one of the tightest handles in the game. Hey, at the Kyrie handles camp, is a plant-based vaccine required to get in? Probably not. Uh, I've got I've got Josh Giddy two gifts from Santa. He gets to choose which one he actually wants to use. One is a gift card to a haircut salon and the other one is a headband. <laughs> I don't know which one he wants to use, but Boo. one of them has got to fix that hair in his face because he spends the entire game pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing yes. it, pushing it. Yes, he's constantly messing. Yes, I have it's like Elf, well. It's like Alfred Payton. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The, the sweat is the, the sweat from his hair in his head is the reason why some of those floaters didn't go in yep. to get that triple double. That's true. Yeah, it's getting getting in. I'm space. all in on on headband Giddy, and then have Shay take out the braids and go fro Shay again with the oh, headband. Yes. Giddy's, Giddy's dad wore wore he had long hair too when he played, and he wore a headband, so it's in Giddy's blood. Yeah, you should do it. I, I wish we could it. have those ninja headbands. Him, Lou, Shay, that'd be fun. I am giving Josh the Steph Curry Masterclass membership. So we can learn how to shoot, how to shoot. through Steph Curry. <laughs> Only fifteen dollars a month for Joshy. Happy. You guys are giving. You guys are giving him all the all the camp memberships. Yep. I uh for for Josh. First off, he's gonna leave out milk and Vegemite for Santa Claus <laughs> instead of some milk and cookies. What the hell is Vegemite? It's I don't even know, but it looks disgusting. Yes. Vegemite is something that's very unique uh, down in Oceania, uh, where it's very, very, very bitter, uh, but like kind of like kombucha, very, very good for you. So okay. for all of our Aussie listeners, and I think it's a, I think it's a thing that they also consume in New Zealand. So for all our Kiwis out there too, uh, enjoy Isn't your. Isn't it a Vegemite. spread? Yes, it is. It's kind of like the bastard spread. version of Nutella. Good for you. <laughs> um, Josh is getting a visit from the basketball gods uh, that has his youngest ever triple double in his stocking. There you go, Jacob. Give us your give us your Lou one. I, I didn't Ooh. have one for Lou, and I really li- I liked your Lou one. Yes, uh, Santa is bringing Lou Dort um, a a financial planner because that man is about to get the bag. <laughs> And someone's going to have to help him manage all that money because yes. he's about to get 10 times what he is making right now. Yeah, I have nothing to add here. He's uh, Santa's getting this man a Brinks truck. <laughs> I've got um, Santa's bringing Lou Dort a national TV game because not enough people get to see his defense live in action. Ooh, there you go. I like I, that. I am giving Lou a plaque that says maybe the best player, the fourth best player on a title team. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, the Thunder might get a national televised game at the rate that I mean, would would TNT rather have a fully loaded Thunder game or a Nets C team squad game? A Nets G League game. Depends who they're playing. Like Suns this week. Yeah. They're playing the Suns this week. Maybe they uh pop it up if there's enough games to get canceled. Jake's trying to jinx everything too, so that's nice. Silva, kick us off with another one. 
All right. Teo Maladone. Buddy, Ooh. I got you a one-way plane ticket to China so you can try out for their basketball league. <laughs> I forgot later. to list Teo. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah, what is it? The Guangyong Tigers? Yeah, yep. and enjoy enjoy that with the Flying Tigers. Enjoy that. <laughs> Anyone else get Teo a gift? I, I did not. I got him Teo, a croissant. Teo has... <laughs> Teo's getting a... A two-hour workout session with Trey Mann where he's going to learn to do something flashy that's not going to put us all to sleep. There you go. His game, he's his just the most boring one-on-one with Tony Parker to actually be a good Tony Parker. Well, in similar vein, I think Santa's bringing Darius Baisley some luggage for his upcoming move this summer. <laughs> Get out of town. Yeah, I didn't really have a good one for Baisley. I just had a, maybe some basketball IQ and a reliable jumper. Yeah, this is Sacramento sound- Kings jersey. Yeah, oh man, I get I get to have another internship. Cole. That would be that would be terrible. I'd rather have Cole. Like this is gonna uh, sound this is gonna sound this is gonna sound bad, but it's not. It's it's called a book on basketball for dummies. You know those series things yeah, for yeah. dummies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just make the simple play. Just make yeah, keep it simple. Keep very. It, it's an acronym. Kiss. Keep it simple. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Darius uh, another internship him, like, at New Balance. Catching a pass, like going in the triple threat, and thinking, keep it simple. <laughs> Come here. What'd you get? Or not? What did you get? What is Santa getting Poku? Santa is getting Poku a lifetime supply, just similar to Trey, but it's lifetime to Del Rancho whenever he wants. Just park, park his butt there, get him a uh, you know a, a, a steak sandwich supreme, and Ooh, just yeah. bulk this guy up uh, and, and put on bad weight, good weight, any weight is good for Poku, especially if you want to slide him up to the four. Because I don't want to see him guarding twos anymore. I'm done with that. I've always thought it funny that the steak sandwich supreme, the 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 chicken fried steak is literally like four times larger than the bun. Yeah. So it makes it not really a sandwich, but <laughs> gotta respect it. Uh, Bobos. Santa's also Bobos. gonna get him a crossbody pack because fanny packs are cool, but in the year 2021, 2022, people are wearing cross crossbody bags now. Po- uh, the uh, the Poku packs are are awesome. More to come on that, but. Crossbody bags are uh, are the thing. Where now. it's at so these days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am giving Poku uh, a one year loan to be a New Orleans Pelican so that he can gain a bunch of weight. <laughs> he Let just, him go hang out with Zion for a yeah, while. Just chilling yeah. out with Zion, taking taking some nutrition tips. Correct. <laughs> kind of like oh, like D three the Mighty Ducks win. Uh, oh, who's the goalie? Goldberg is giving advice to a cat. Mm-hmm. What do you think Zion had for dinner tonight? His what, body weight and jambalaya. What, yeah, what yeah, didn't he have for di- what didn't he have what for dinner he- tonight? <laughs> this is not in in again. This just, is not shaming. and he didn't leave. This is not fat shaming. This is the guy simply just not doing what he needs to do in the NBA. Especially when you're coming when you're rehabbing something like do better. It's going to make your career far better. But I digress. Did you guys get JRE anything? I did. I did. I too. have yeah. a. Uh, a Derek Favors trade, so he can be the main starter finally. <laughs> yeah, I got I got JRE and I got Kenrich something too. I got Ooh. I got Kenrich a care package before he's traded, 
So like, you know, a nice little, a nice little plush rumble toy and a, a, a nicely written letter from Sam Presti. And I got JRE a, a sit down with Matumbo on the importance of dunking. So he'll stop smoking layups. Uh, that's, that'll be fun. And then we can get to coach Mark and Presti when you guys are ready. Yeah, I got JRE and Kendrick something also. JRE, I got a got him a little contract that says if you play for us for a decade, we will retire your jersey. Um, and then Kenrich, I actually just gave uh, Kenrich a printout of this email I got for him. It's a scheduled uh, booster appointment, you know, the COVID vaccine, uh, right before the next time we play the Pelicans. So I got I got Kenrich, uh, or I guess Santa is getting Kenrich a trip to Cabo. So he can leave the team for a while because they they tend to to get back in games and he's on the floor. He's he's almost too good of a spark plug. <laughs> Take some time off. I like it. Very good. Um, let's do coach Mark Dagnall and Sam Presti. Uh, for coach, Santa is bringing coach a nice blanket, some melatonin, and some peace and quiet. Traveling all the time and having a newborn, this man just needs to get some rest. Yeah, Funky. baby clothes. He's yeah. getting a he's yeah. getting a nice little nap set up from Santa I like for that. Christmas. I, I did put diapers down for Coach Mark because obviously you know I'll be needing those here in three months as well. But uh, the main one here, just too easy. Just, just so we're clear, her. Taylor needs them for a baby, not himself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. Uh, <laughs> but I I have broccoli for Coach Mark. That man loves mm. him some broccoli. That's fair. I uh, also just... wrote down diapers because he just had a his wife. He, he didn't have the child. His it, that would be a miracle in itself. His wife had a, a child, and they'll need plenty of those things. <laughs> diapers because he watched his team shit themselves against the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> we we need three points. We need uh <laughs> we need Justin to use his uh, Photoshop skills or video editing skills to get um the the little I think it's Lil Yachty that is that broccoli song. Have yeah. have Coach Dignall's <laughs> face over over Lil Yachty on the music video. That'd be awesome. Uh, I'm just giving Mark a different pullover that he can wear on the sidelines because I'm just really tired of that one that he keeps wearing. <laughs> it doesn't fit right. I love that. All right, what are you guys getting, Sam Presti? Or not? What is one Sam, Sam Presti? Number That's one pick. One. Who else? I'm I've giving got... him. You go ahead, Zola. I'm giving him the uh, a ticket, just like I gave to uh, Trey Mann. I'm giving Sam Presti a ticket that will allow him to uh, drop an F-bomb once per year. <laughs> and he can direct it at whoever. Santa is getting Samuel Presti uh, to force NBA analysts and talking heads to actually watch the Thunder and not just look at their record and their scores because people want to act like OKC is awful and actually go check the standings of teams like Detroit and Houston that are actively having veterans on their team and still just be running around like a chicken with its head cut off being completely awful. At least OKC, when they're not good, you know they're like 21 years old and there are college teams older than them, whereas other teams, not so much. Hey, the Detroit Pistons are the worst team in the league, but... They went out and signed Jeremy Grant to a massive deal. So they have apparently a gold, that's doing it right. They have a gold medalist, on, and now he's injured, but they have a gold medalist on their team. But before he was injured, they still were awful. So mm-hmm. that's true. Taylor, what's uh, Santa bringing Presty? I just I just had C above for Shay. <laughs> uh, I have Santa bringing Presty a gumball machine. 
but it's not like it's the one that has you know those gumball machines that had like the little clear plastic um containers that would have like a little toy in it with mm-hmm. a little colored lid yeah yeah, yeah. You know what i'm talking about yeah but in each one of those uh, is one of his draft picks and every time he's ready to make the trade he lets the other gm come over and and crank the thing to see which draft pick comes down <laughs> and they get to watch it like go down the, the yeah it goes thing. down the chute <laughs> and it pops out the bottom and you have to grab it and see which draft did you get a highly protected uh boston Celtics second rounder or did the machine pop you out the los angeles clippers unprotected pick in 2026 who knows you just got to turn the machine. Awesome. Um, any more Santa gifts, guys? Have, I think we've exhausted them all. Awesome. I am, uh, I am tapped out. Yep. All right. Sweet. Well, no around the association tonight, but before we get out of here, in the spirit of Christmas, got to ask you guys, what is the best gift or the most memorable thing that the NBA or – the uncontested has given you these past twelve months. Mm. That's tough. A uh, distraction from everything else going on in the world, and in the in as far as the podcast is concerned, just being understanding of me not being able to make all the podcasts because of everything else that is keeping me busy. Well, hey, <laughs> at some point on the podcast, we'll introduce you as Doctor Marabin, and it'll be pretty dope. So that's that, true. That, that's a while from now. So, also, I'll forgive you if you let me on the uh, OU podcast. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your forgiveness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just gonna say uh, a thank you for letting me be a member on the podcast full time. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. It's a nice sense of fulfillment. I'm happy to have graduated, and uh, happy to have a job that lets me do this now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I will go with the gift of this sounds cheesy, but I'll 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 get to the point. The the <laughs> gift of our listeners, because without them, we would not be able to have the funds that we had to send Justin and myself to Vegas for summer league. I all, figured that's what you were gonna get with all that. all uh expenses paid thanks to you guys. So and yeah. then, again, we 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 don't do this for the money. But when we get to do things like that, and it's because of you guys, we really appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. I, I was going to say, even though uh, Jacob and I didn't get to go, um, I think it was just awesome. Just maybe as a whole, just the highs that we've hit over the, the past year. Uh, with download numbers, obviously we, we had a record month for our podcast this year with, with the trades and everything else going on, the draft, all of that. That was really exciting. Getting sent two of our guys to Summer League, getting Jacob credentialed. And, um, you know, bring Silva on to help with our sound and Justin with the, the, the images. I'm just, I'm really proud of what we built one specific moment. I don't know. That's really tough. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really good year for us and, uh, I'm really excited and appreciate all of you guys. Uh, I tell you guys this sometimes, but I think it's good for our listeners to hear this as well. We, we continue to do this because we have a ton of fun, uh, fun getting to just talk basketball with, with each other and, uh, thankful for your guys' friendships and Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds like a Thanksgiving thing, but <laughs> I think mine is uh, is man, just like the relationships. You know, like you guys are all my really good friends, so I love getting on here and talking basketball. And even though we don't always agree on stuff, it's a blast. And I mean, I think the coolest moment this year was uh, some of our listeners know. Obviously, Call Me Our knows very well. I I switched jobs and I went to to work with Call Me Our at a different high school this year. And I needed uh, stuff to decorate my classroom with. And so I dropped my Amazon wish list on Twitter 
which is basically just basketball Twitter for me. And all my shit got bought in like 30 minutes. And it was like $400 worth of stuff. Uh, I have people from Australia DMing me, asking me if they can send me masks for school because they they sew their own masks over there and stuff. And uh, so just that That's relationship, awesome. being able to, to forge 